moment. Hi, I'm your host, Sarita, along with my co-host, Dr. Sylvia Schiffman. Welcome to a Burning Love Moment podcast. We will discuss topics associated with drug abuse and addiction, as well as assist individuals struggling with everyday life issues. This podcast is about helping you move from a place of shame and embarrassment to one of power and boldness through a relationship with God. Get ready to be equipped and empowered to take back control over your destiny. Welcome to a Burning Love Moment. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Sarita Jones, along with my co-host, Dr. Sylvia Shipman. Thank you for joining us. For any first-time listeners who may be wondering, what is a burning love moment? Well, this is a time when we discuss many issues associated with drug abuse and addiction, as well as helping individuals overcome difficulties of life. Now, periodically, we will have guests who share their stories and their struggles with us so that you, our listeners, can be empowered to live your best lives. Now, we want you to know that you're not alone in this struggle, and others have walked in your shoes and survived, and you can survive also. Now, our goal is to help you and your loved ones move from, you know, that place of shame and embarrassment, and even some people suffer with low self-esteem, and we want you to be able to move from those places to a life that is fulfilled with power so that you can be bold through a relationship with God. And I'm willing to share my experiences with being addicted to crack cocaine, which led to many unlawful acts resulting in numerous warrants being issued for my arrest. And my co-host, Dr. Shipman, she is a life and recovery coach, and she's here and she helps um, equip and empower individuals through total life transforming events. Yes, Pastor Sarita, I'm excited with you as well as imparting into lives where we have been that some others may be uh, experienced the same journey that God has brought us forth out of and into his marvelous plan, purpose, and destiny. Pastor Sarita and I want you to know that you have the power to effect change in your life and to overcome any strongholds, taking back the power that you relinquished to substance abuse. That's what Sarita and I dare uh, love to see that expire in your life. Yes, yes. And and we um, we want you to know that whatever causes you to relapse is known as a trigger. And today we will continue our discussion concerning this topic. Now, back in no- October, we talked about stress and the pandemic, but today we will address other triggers that individuals struggle with and how to overcome them. And Dr. Shipman and I, we are not psychologists or psychiatrists. We are ministers on a mandate by God to bless his people. And with that being said, I want you to please go with me to the throne in prayer. Heavenly Father God, we thank you for this time, Lord God, of a burning love moment. 
Father God, we thank you for all the listeners, Lord God, everyone all over the world who may be listening to this podcast today. I pray, Lord, that you would use Dr. Shipman and I, Lord God, to say something to encourage those who are struggling with addictions, Lord, whether it's drug addictions, whether it's alcohol or gambling, whatever their addiction is, Lord God, I pray that the words that we say today will be blessed and ordained by you, Lord God, to help those individuals be inspired to live a better life. I pray, Lord God, that we will give you all the glory, that we will give you the honor, and that we will give you the praise. We thank you for Life101Radio.net for allowing us the opportunity to come forth, Lord God, to, to ride the airways with our voices, Lord God, that people all over will be able to hear and be inspired and encouraged. We thank you. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for that amazing, beautiful prayer. Well, listeners, we're ready to dive right on in uh, to continue our topic on triggers. And we're going to start off uh, first off with some uh, statistics. And some of you will probably start understanding more as we dig in this topic, what triggers all are about. And for those family members who don't understand what triggers are and how it even formulate an individual life that have been bound by addiction, you will even learn something in that component as well. Uh, 40 to 60% of patients in recovery from alcohol or substance use disorders relapse. 40 to 6% of the people in long-term recovery will not relapse. However, because substance use disorders is, is a chronic disease, what is true about relapse and recovery is that there is always a potential for relapse. And that's what a lot of people feel as though when they relapse, they feel as though, man, I have messed up. No, you have, you have not. Mm -hmm. You're going to get back up and you're going to keep that journey going. That's Even right. after many decades, which is why it's important to continue to manage your uh, disease daily. I hate to use the word disease daily, but because, you know, the textbooks, and um, in the professional uh, arena of, of psychologists and psychiatrists, they look at a chronic uh, disease of dis <clears throat> substance abuse disorder, excuse me, as a disease. And it is. They, they feel as though if, if it's something that you're struggling with and can't get rid of and it's so chronic, it has to be related to as in a disease. Well, I look at it as a nicotine attack. <laughs> That's my, that's what I teach my, um, my clients that it's a stronghold and it is an addiction that can be dealt with. And our, our host, Sarita has that testimony, mm. has totally got set free from her experience of her addiction. So, but just to move on with our statistics. So 40 to 60%, you will experience relapse. So keep that in mind. So you will not continue to live in condemnation, okay? Now, for some of those that don't understand, what do you mean about triggers? Mm -hmm. All right. Well, if you're wondering what triggers are, triggers is the reaction of something being triggered, mm -hmm. which causes it to be a trigger. Okay. Right. Which is to experience an emotion reaction to something based off of a previous negative experience. Okay. We all have experienced that. Doesn't mean that you was addicted to anything. It's just a trigger, right? Mm -hmm. Triggers can be people, sense, 
places, harmful substances, or anything else that serves as a reminders for intense or distracting emotions. Mm. Oftentimes, triggers or reminders that put people in a mental and an emotional place of distress, pain, anger, frustration, and other strong emotions. In the case of addiction and recovery, triggers are often some sort of internal or external stimulus that caused the former addiction to desire to use drugs or alcohol again. Okay, I know that was a mouthful, but you get now. And I know you understand now what triggers and what triggered to make that trigger come to manifestation. Triggers are easily identifiable by the way someone reacts to something. For instance, triggers may occur when someone remember an event or even an uncomfortable experience happening. Yes. The experience may cause someone to lash out, break down, or cope in a unhealthy ways. As a result, individuals with unchecked triggers can cope in a harmful ways, foster unhealthy relationships, and endure much suffering. With that being said, let's be clear what what's eternal and internal triggers are. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Pastor Sarita, can you help us understand? what some of these uh, eternal triggers and external triggers could be? Um, You know, it could be shame. It could be guilt. You could be harboring anger or regret about something. Um, It could be depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I remember for myself, just um, a person, I could see a particular person, which was the person I used to um, get my drugs from. Whenever I saw that person, it was a trigger. I can be in a good place, in a sober place. But whenever I saw that person, that was a trigger for me right then. And and it's, it's, I have ran into the person like in a grocery store or somewhere Mm -hmm. out. They didn't have any drugs on them. But just the fact that I saw them everything came out of my mouth was the first thing that'll come out of my mouth. Do you have anything? You got something, you know, and it was, that person was a trigger for me. Stress and fear are triggers. Um, some people deal with, with feeling unsafe or even being misunderstood about something. All of these things are either external or internal triggers that we harbor as drug addicts. And, um, you know, you can suffer heartbreak, you can lose your job, you could be grieving. A lot of people use grief. You know, I'm not saying when, when you're grieving, you're not hurting because you are hurting the from the loss of a loved one. But I think a lot of people use that as an excuse to use. Yes, I'm glad that you mentioned that because I had several clients when I went into the treatment centers, um, they came back into rehab And like you said, it was an excuse to use. And it was always a doubt. Mm -hmm. My mother passed or my brother, you know, or someone suffering with a a terrible disease, you Mm -hmm. know. Uh, They use anything that can cause a trigger to give an excuse to go and and use again, you know. But death was one of the number ones. 
Yeah, I, I, I even used it, you know, myself and, and being an active user, when you're in the active stage of using, I mean, you just come up with everything you, you'll come up with any excuse to use if, if you're an active user, but if you have, um, if you're coming out of rehabilitation and you're on the road to sobriety, um, it's easy to use that as a trigger too. And that's why it is so important to stay connected with people who are going to hold you accountable. I always say that we really should be held accountable um, to someone who's close to us, who's not gonna judge us, but who is going to hold us accountable. And we know that many people, struggle with with these triggers which is why we're talking about them and which is why we are going to suggest that you have a plan Mm -hmm. it's very very important that you have a plan in place that will help you to manage your triggers and although addiction treatment centers will help you to detox and become stable the real recovery work is going to begin when you start to focus on your recovery and we understand that you may be struggling to resist drugs or alcohol or whatever your addiction is, but once you get out of treatment, and this is normal, especially for those who have recently entered recovery. Now, living with temptations, it's going to take willpower. It's going to take strength. But once you identify your triggers, what your triggers are, and come up with that relapse prevention plan that works for you, you'll be on your way to success and handling your addiction. Absolutely. And you know, uh, you said uh, a pivotal point earlier, uh, that is, you know, be ready to get serious about your recovery. And one of the things that I like to share uh, with uh, individuals is that you have to have to acknowledge that there's a problem. That's mm-hmm. when the true recovery comes. And you said something to that sort er- earlier. Having a relaxed prevention plan in place is great. Mm-hmm. Remember what works for others may not work for you. Right. However, implementing your relaxed prevention plan and sticking with it is vital. Yes, you is. must be serious with your recovery and do everything necessary to prevent relapses. So what do you do when you recognize that you are having a trigger moment? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with suggestions. Do you feel like you're in the boxing ring of life battling addictions such as drugs or alcohol? Are you struggling and barely holding it together? Listen to A Burning Love Moment every Monday on Life101.net with host Pastor Sarita Jones and co-host Dr. Sylvia Shipman. This podcast addresses many issues associated with drug abuse and addictions while helping you overcome the darkness and despairing your life. With encouragement and guidance, you'll be able to break the chains of addictions and strongholds like never before by reshaping your mindset and transforming your life. Get ready to be empowered to take back control over your destiny with a burn in love moment.
For the best custom-made jewelry that showcases style and elegance, check out Ken's Jewelry at Morningside Avenue, Scarborough, Ontario. We specialize in modern, contemporary, and vintage styles. All of our designs are crafted with passion, using the most exquisite gemstones and diamonds. Jewelry has no boundaries, so if you can think it, we can make it. Check out Ken's Jewelry at Morningside Avenue, Scarborough. Call us at 416-293-7181. That's 416-293-7181. Ken's Jewelry. Welcome back, everyone. If you know someone who should be listening to this podcast, please make sure that you tell them about a burning love moment on life101radio.net. Let them know that we are being transparent about drug abuse and addiction, along with just helping individuals struggle with everyday life issues. Yes. Now, how do we, now let's pick back on, how do we combat your triggers? Mm -hmm. Let's dig in a little bit. Yes. First, you need to put in place new beneficial skills. What I mean mm -hmm. by that, when you remove toxic from your life, replace it with something healthy, such as exercising. That's a good one. That Resting, therapy or counseling, meditation, a mindful, spending time with people, positive people, not just people, but positive people. Mm -hmm. fulfilling your your goal settings i mean we all set goals but do we fulfill them so that'll right. definitely keep you occupied right That's drinking right. water or tea for just relaxing hydration join a support group eating nutritious meals using positive distractions mm -hmm. re reframing from negative attitude or perceptions mm -hmm. and understanding this week can key in on certain areas which can cause triggers. And one of those things, yes, one of those things that we want to focus in and key in is sex and relationship. Yes, yes. Definitely want to do that. I, I, Dr. Shipman, I just want to go back to, you You were talking about like exercising and mm -hmm. resting and therapy and mm -hmm. counseling and meditation. So basically, the person needs to learn to concentrate on themselves. Yes. I always yeah. say this, you know, we learned this in ministry. You know, if you're going to take something out, you got to put something in its place. Mm -hmm. So if you're taking out the toxic mm -hmm. of addiction, fill that void, that emptiness with something healthy, great, grand. I mean, mm -hmm. some people may just like going walking. That may be their thing. They, right. It may be just watching a movie. That could be their thing. But you're mm -hmm. doing something that's going to take your mind and attention off of that trigger, off of that desire until mm -hmm. you're strong enough to know that, hey, I can be around the scent. I can be around the people. You'll get to that place that nothing will, will bother you because this has become your lifestyle. So all right. of these things that we're saying put something healthy in the place of that toxicity is because you're building up that, that stamina within yourself that you will be able to stand and walk in your recovery and it become a lifestyle. So yeah. you have to find that place that, hey, I, I always wanted to be a coach, a little league coach. Okay, mm -hmm. so now I'm going to go into my community and I'm going to start volunteering to be a, a little league coach, you know, yeah. whatever it may be. You know, just those are the small things that we overlook because these little 
snares come in our life like an addiction that get us off a of course sometimes. So thank you for, for uh, sharing that, Sarita. That, that's so great right there. Yeah, it's, you, you have to put yourself first. You have to start mm -hmm. thinking about your well-being, what is mm -hmm. going to be good for you mm -hmm. in your recovery, what's going to help you to be successful. And yes, you talked about sex and relationships before. Mm -hmm. And that is a big thing because a, that is common, but often ignored, which is the suggestion to avoid dating while you're in recovery is at least for the first year. You know, some people just feel like they have to be in a relationship. You know, they, they have to be involved with someone. But when you are working on yourself to recover from being addicted to whatever your addiction is, that should be your main focus is you and yourself, not another person, not jumping into a relationship because, and there, there's many reasons for this. And one being that a new romantic relationship can put you at risk for relapse, because what if you don't make it? What if you break up? A breakup with your new partner can actually lead you back to using drugs and becoming emotional again and that stress you know and and that could be a trigger for you you got to remind yourself why it is important to avoid relationships in the early stages of recovery mm -hmm. and i highly suggest that you do not date anyone for at least the first year of your sobriety until you are able to say, I have been sober, I have conquered and handled this thing at least for a year so that dating does not sabotage your sobriety. You're absolutely right. Just to make it clear, sex is, is normal. That's mm -hmm. normal with everyone, right? Mm -hmm. It's a healthy part of relationships. But it also is a major cause of relapsing, just like you just said, among newly sobrieties, right? Yes. yes. So for some, unhealthy sexual behaviors and relationship patterns are cross addictions that mm -hmm. fully emerge once drug and alcohol are once out of the picture. Yes. For others, one source relationship can trigger a, a surge of dysfunctional thoughts and behaviors eventually leading to relapse. How about that? Yes, yes. And that's so true. Meaning, do you understand when I say cross addiction? Because uh, because you'll think, hey, I'm not feeding this. I, it's normal for me to want to have sex. It's normal for me to want to be in a, in a in a relationship. But you're just mm -hmm. fresh in your sobriety. So you, right. when that cross addiction comes, you don't know if you're feeding that uh, addiction of sex or the, the craving of that trigger of a relationship. So they can cross, easily cross, and you don't know the difference of the two. So that's why you must refrain. Uh, and we're going to talk about even more that everything must go into, into recovery. We'll get to that later. But keep in mind that this can be a cross addiction, just thinking that the uh, sex, sexual drive is a normal in your recovery, when it really could be an addiction itself. So pay attention mm -hmm. to that. When an individual can't refrain from having sex or, or beginning a romantic relationship for the 30 plus days required in a drug rehab, it, is a, it can be a sign of a underlying love or sexual addiction, just like I was just saying. Now you mm -hmm. see the point? Yes. Cross addictions are commonly among the newly sober. While mm. drugs may be the most obvious object of addiction, 
When they are taken away, the individual may quickly find another high in sex or relationships. That's how mm. serious this thing is. Dr. Shimon, did you find did you find many of your patients or your clients that you dealt with struggled in this area? Absolutely. This was a major problem. And this is what I used to say. That's the reason why I said I wait till we get late. Yeah. I, I say everything must go into recovery. Mm-hmm. But you know, people want to come in recovery just for that one thing. I have a bad habit of my uh, choice of drugs. But then forget about it. It's a whole, it's a whole line of things. That's associated with that drug use, you know, sexual acts. We're going to talk about that. You Mm -hmm. know, nicotine, smoking them cigarettes. They don't want to let go of that cigarette at all. Okay. Uh, It's okay to have marijuana because it's legal now. They didn't want to stop the legal uh, use of marijuana usage, but they want to let go of that, that choice of drug. You Mm -hmm. know, uh, they don't want to let go of the stealing and all things that help them uh, keep that, and what I'm trying to say, keep, help them uh, pay for that act of drug. You know, it was their means of making, they had all these things that they had to make sure they fixed was fixed. Mm -hmm. So whether it was stealing, sexual immorality, you name it, but they don't want to take that stuff into recovery. But as soon as they start working on that one area, they got that drive for sex. Sex was a big thing to answer the question, girl. Yes. It was. It was really a big issue. And, and I had to tell several of them, you got to put that on the shelf and you got to take that in recovery as well and realize where that is being felt, why you are feeling so strong that you need that urge fixed right now. And, and a lot of them did not want to deal with it. Okay, let's make that clear. Hmm. I, I just, I had to ask that question because I was like, you know what, it's, it's sort of like, I was saying, um, and I'll, I'll use this as an example, when people give their life to the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, when people have really given their life to the Lord, because they would give up their sexuality and they would give up their money. Those are two things that individuals right. find very, very hard to do. They find it hard to, they, people will tell you quickly, look, you can't mess with my money. And sure. people find it very hard to give up their sexuality. Um, but when you have been transformed by God, you would do anything and all things to be obedient and right. to be pleasing to the Lord. So when you find that person that will come in and they'll tell you too, right. the people will tell you, oh no, I, I have chosen to withstand from sex, abstain from sex. That's right. I am not having sexual relations anymore. I am giving my tithes. I never like to say paying because you don't pay your tithes. You give your tithes because that's what God required of us to be obedient. But I I was like, you know what? You have really been changed because that's when you know is when those two things. So um, the same here, you know, it's, it's, it's um, hard for people to give up certain things in their life and pleasures in their life. Right. Um, that they're dealing with or things that may be holding them back. That's You're so right, Pastor Sarita. You know, that's a great analogy because, you know, when those are serious in their recovery and you do, will, you will see that. You, I mm-hmm. have a few that I've seen that they were serious and they got the results immediately. But when you, like a person that's serious with their walk with the Lord, they're going to do everything possible mm-hmm. to make this thing work, make this relationship with God Almighty work. And they do the same thing in their recovery. They want to make sure that this sobriety that they began is they're going to do everything that's possible to work. Yeah. 
Okay, but on the other hand, you have clients who pursue romantic relationships doing drug rehab, often find themselves missing out on the healing work of a treatment. They mm. often find themselves. This is why I like to remind that you take everything in recovery treatment that was attached to your behavior. Everything must go into recovery. Mm -hmm. If sex was one of those things that was used to maintain your habit, sex addiction must be addressed. Yes. If you have had to have a lover or lovers, meaning mm -hmm. plural, mm -hmm. in your life doing your addiction, you must deal with that way in the treatment as well. That's why you have to deal with that topic of sexual addiction as well, because you have multiple lovers that yes. have to go in recovery. Yes. When you address these things and bring everything in recovery treatment, you will address the cross addictions because they will surface up. Now, people are going to hate it when you tell them to give them cigarettes. Yes. They will fight you head and head about those cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they're feeding that nicotine. They keep feeding that nicotine. So every yes. time they go out of that recovery uh, facility and come back in, they don't realize you've been feeding the nicotine all the time. Yes, you've been in treatment. Yes, you've been taking and doing the course, but you have not dealt with everything that needs to go into the uh, uh, treatment, which is that nicotine uh, yes. addiction. Okay. What about uh, promiscuity, mm. affairs, or risky sexual behaviors? Yes. You hear what I'm saying? If yes. your recovery treatment uh, recommends sexual abstinence for at least the first 90 days of sobriety and you're feeling like your whole world has collapsed, like you mentioned, Pastor Serena, you yes. may be struggling with an underlying love or sexual addiction. That's how serious this one is. Yes, yes. Okay, in an ability to be alone, that's another one, feeling work, worthless or uh, unloved uh, when not in a relationship. So all these things you're going to have to start examining yourself. A sudden yeah. drop in self-esteem brought on by having fewer sexual partners can all point to a deeper issue. Addiction and promiscuity often go hand in hand and each can be a trigger for the other. That's right. That. Mm-hmm. Having anonymous, uh, anonymous uh, sex, sex in high-risk situations, or multiple affairs can undermine your recovery for addiction. Mm. All of these behaviors may be in in a uh, can be to a point of underlying issues, including mm -hmm. low self-esteem, mm -hmm. unresolved trauma, mm -hmm. such as a childhood sexual abuse, mm -hmm. or sex and love addiction. Many people rela relate to some of, of these symptoms of, of sex or love addiction, but do not recognize it as a problem in their life. They, they know it's there, but they don't recognize it to be a problem. Right. So right there, there's already an issue. Mm -hmm. It is often not until they seek treatment for a drug or alcohol addiction that they realize how significant that has been impacted by sex and relationship problems. So for what I'm saying and what Pastor Sarita is uh, trying to draw a line here, be honest to self and understand the why. Again, you, you must, excuse me, you must acknowledge and make an intelligent decision to live out your sobriety. Yes, that is, that is so important. And it's, it's like you were saying, you go in for one thing, mm -hmm. but you got to really put it all on the table because you can't put one thing on the table and not put the, uh, you can't uh, um, suffer with 
problem number one, but yet you have five different problems. Correct. You got to address all five of those problems because if That's you good. don't, you are not um, giving yourself what you really need to live a healthy life, to live a sober life. Mm -hmm. And we know that stress can be a trigger. And whenever stress enters mm -hmm. into a relationship and you're trying to handle your addiction along with a stressful relationship, mm -hmm. that is not good. It mm -hmm. can create what I call the three Ds, which are distance, Mm -hmm. disagreements and disconnection between you and your spouse, you know, That's because a, a lot of, a lot of married couples deal with these issues. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the, one of the, the people in the marriage or in the relationship is addicted to drugs or alcohol or trying to recover. And if you're married and you want to support your spouse when he or she is stressed out, this can be very beneficial and bring a new level of intimacy that is actually bring you to closer together. So that's very, very important mm -hmm. if you have a spouse or if you're in a relationship mm -hmm. um, and stress is a factor because relationship stress is never easy, but I'm going to just tell you it is a part of life. Every relationship um, experiences some type of stress. And I think it's mm -hmm. important to never lose sight of your spouse's stress level. Mm -hmm. You should know where their stress level is. You should know when they're under stress mm -hmm. and also support them, show them some compassion, but also keep the lines of communication open so that that person or you do not relapse. Now, Dr. Shipman and I, we have so much more to share with you concerning triggers. When we come back, please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take control of your destiny? Are you in need of a total life transformation? Hi, my name is Dr. Sylvia Shipman, CEO of Jubilee Community Development Corporation and founder of I Am That I Am Seminar Ministries. At Jubilee CDC, we can assist with overcoming the adversity of homelessness, recidivism, alcohol, substance abuse disorder, and so much more. You are worthy of a better life and we want to help you achieve control over your destiny. I offer individualized recovery support services and will help you take back what was stolen. If you're looking for a total life transformation that would allow you to step into your greatness, book a one-on-one -on -one consultation with me at drsylviashipman.com and get ready to embrace your happy, bright, and empowered destiny. This is your Jubilee. Now let's walk in your destiny. Do you suffer with addiction issues? Do you want to stop it for good and get your life back on track? Burning Love Outreach Ministry is here to help you. Founder and President Ms. Sarita Jones shares her powerful jaw-dropping testimony about her personal experience of being addicted to crack cocaine and having numerous wants issued for her arrest. 
She does it out loud and personal where you would not have to suffer in silence. Please visit her website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page. You can submit your prayer request. You can give your testimony. You can reach us also on Facebook, Instagram, and subscribe to the YouTube page and LinkedIn as well. You are not alone. Don't you give up and don't you give in. And please don't you give out. Burning Love is here to help you. Burning Love Moment. Welcome back. I hope you all are finding the topic uh, triggers helpful. It is not for you, but you know someone who should be listening. Tell them about a Burning Love Moment podcast on Life 101 Radio. We'll keep it going. All right. Yes, we are going to talk about, continue to talk about triggers and how to manage them. But another um, trigger that someone could be dealing with is reminiscing, reminiscing about or glamorizing your past drug use. You ever um, been in the company of some people that you used to associate with and, and they sit around and talk about, you know, the time that you drank all of this liquor or the time that you got so high out of your mind mm -hmm. you did some things you probably weren't are not um mm -hmm. you're embarrassed about what you did you know relapse is a process and it's a serious one and if you find yourself reminiscing about the times that you used to drink or you used to use drugs or or glorifying your addiction and you're not reminded of the pain and the suffering from that addiction mm -hmm. This is a major red flag because reminiscing can actually lead to your addictive brain taking over once again, mm -hmm. taking, um, talking about the past can lead to thinking about using again and lead you down the wrong path. And if you find yourself in this place of reminiscing or glamorizing your past drug use, do not ignore it. You have a sponsor. I'm quite sure you are connected to someone, a counselor or a supportive friend who would be able to help you. Make sure you talk to someone. If you have a pastor, a spiritual leader, or you may not have your own pastor, but you know a pastor, call someone who are going who can give you the support that you do need. Do not stay in this place. Yeah, uh, you know that that reminiscing is a. Um, I, I go back to the why. You know, if you find yourself reminiscing and you stand there, you stand there, you start to liking and you smiling because you remember this and you remember that and you, that adrenaline start uh, rising up within you again, you better just get some things in place. Let's mm -hmm. get up, make a phone call. Let's reach out, switch that throat, cast it down, get something yeah. else in that place. You have to really, really recognize if you stand there reminiscing or you find yourself reminiscing today, you reminiscing tomorrow, you know, before you know it, you're starting to draw these things that can be a trigger into your life just by the reminiscing. You know, mm -hmm. that mind is a powerful tool. So it you is. will just by your thought, you're going to start drawing all these things that could be a trigger that you, that wasn't, that you have been working on for so long and you have put it away. You've been handling it so well, but because you start reminiscing, now that power of attraction is now coming in because you're reminiscing. So definitely pay attention to that. Yeah. I remember um, Dr. Shipman um, thinking about it myself and 
you know how sometimes, you, you know, the last thing they say, the last thing on your mind is what you dream about. I have even had it in my dreams. Oh my. Okay. I, I have thought about it, you know, um, not glamorizing it, but just thinking about mm -hmm. my past drug use. Mm -hmm. And I have gone to bed and have dreamed that I was using. Mm. And when I wake up, it's just like the first thing, when I realize it was a dream, I'd be like, okay, devil, you're lying. I'm not going back to that. But it is, it's, it's amazing, you know, how you said the mind is such, mm -hmm. such a strong thing mm -hmm. and whatever, and the enemy is going to use whatever he can use to trick you up, to get you back into using and get you back into that dark place. He doesn't care what, whatever it is. That's why you have to be careful what you take into your spirit, what you mm -hmm. look at, what you listen to, what you say. We have to be very, very careful of all these things. And Dr. Shipman talked about some of those things earlier. You have to, basically you need to surround yourself with positive people, positive thoughts, positive attitude, you have the positive attitude so that you can continue on the road to recovery. But yes, I just wanted to throw that in there. I've even had dreams about it. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is talking about recognizing this is what these triggers are all about. And hopefully we'll get to them to continue to dig in deeper so you can recognize and pay attention to all these things so that they will not become a snare in your life, that you rise up and operate in that power to overcome them all. Okay, but do not play with these triggers is what we want to do. You mm -hmm. must pay attention to your body, your thoughts, mm -hmm. behavior, recognize the triggers and deal with them immediately. So this, yes. like, this, this is, these triggers are not there to just say, okay, I had that little moment, it's gone. Because the enemy come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's and he right. will use whatever enticement that he can use to bring you back down to that place that you have risen up from. Okay. <laughs> Do not play around with your triggers in your mind, body, or even events, territory driven places that you may tread upon. Use the same mechanism and tenacity to deal with your addiction. That's how serious this thing is. Yes, it is. To do the same for the triggers, whatever you took to, to operate in your recovery and be so serious minded about it. You take mm -hmm. that same tenacity and that mechanism to deal with those triggers. Yes. Replace the toxic behavior with healthy results. Speak over your mind, as Pastor Sarita would say. Watch what you say. That's what she mm -hmm. means. Speaking over your mind and your body. Telling yourself that you are in control. Exercise the power over your triggers. Okay? And execute your relapse pre prevention plan. Yes, we're talking about a relapse prevention plan of action to remain sober okay because mm -hmm. that's that's something that we're not talking about yet but everything that we're talking about is talking about putting a relapse relapse prevention plan of action and plan for your life okay mm -hmm. you got to start we're not talking about this just to have a nice wonderful conversation right. we want you to start executing and putting some things in place to help you continue to build your uh, sobriety in a mm -hmm. manner that you're living a wholesome, healthy lifestyle of living, free from drug addiction and abuse, okay? Sexual abuse or any type of stronghold in your life, all right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So in saying that, what do we mean, uh, Pastor Sarita? You said something about watching what you say, mm -hmm. operating in the power. What does that 
you know, when you said, watch what you say, to me, I'm still talking about that power of your words. Mm -hmm. When you say you, you have to continue to make sure you're speaking the right thing, thinking the right thing to continue to manifest and operate in the power that's within you. Yes. Well, you know, life and death is spoken in the tongue. The, mm -hmm. the scriptures tell us that. And if you are speaking negative things, negative things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. But you start speaking positive things, positive things are going to happen. Correct. And that's why we have to take on that mindset. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's why it is so important that you surround yourself with positive thinking people. You're trying to you're trying to recover from something that had a, a stronghold, something that had mm -hmm. a, a great grip on your life that had mm -hmm. you down the road of darkness. Now you're trying to come out of that darkness into the light. Mm -hmm. And in order to come out of that darkness into the light, you have to surround yourself with positive thinking, positive words, positive affirmations. You have to remember that you are the son and daughter of a king. Mm -hmm. You are the child of a king. And Jesus came. You we know you said it before um, Dr. Shipman, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm -hmm. But Jesus said, I come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Absolutely. And you know, some people, you know, it could mean things, but most of all, it means eternal life with Jesus. That's what he meant. When we have um, um, accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that is the abundant life that we're going to have, that he has promised us to, to have. But the enemy does not want us to have that life. But getting back to um, sobriety and addictions, you know, all of this is, is connected. We must, and we must speak. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. When you're saying that abundance of life, Pastor Sarita, he means yeah. that abundance of life of living a wholesome life free from drugs and alcohol. Yes. You're saying it right. You absolutely right. I just want to drive that on home too. Yes. You got Christ. You're a living epistle of that. I'm a living epistle of that. You know, my story may be different than the next person or whatever, but it's still that abundance of life flows through him and, and those areas where we find it to be a struggle. That's what That's I want to say right. there. That's right. So um, that is very, very important that we, we surround ourselves with that positivity and with positive people. I myself, I don't like a negative thinking person. I don't like a person that sees the cup half empty versus half full. I need you to see that cup half full. And um, it's very important when you're coming out of your um, addiction that this is what you're surrounding yourself with because you've been dealing with some demons you know right. and and, hey. and now the angels have come to take over but the demons still want to come back and, and snatch you back into that world again I love the, way you put the that. devil is yeah. a liar the yeah. devil is a liar who the sun sets free is free indeed and like you said we, both of us have experienced that from God but we have more to discuss with you we're going to get ready to wrap up this session unfortunately you know the our time is really ticking away but Dr. Shipman and I are going to come back and we are going to just give you some tools to help you to get on the right road and stay on the right road to your um, sobriety so please don't go anywhere please join us when we come back Do you feel like you're in the boxing ring of life battling addictions such as drugs or alcohol? Are you struggling and barely holding it together? Listen to A Burning Love Moment every Monday on Life101.net with host Pastor Sarita Jones and co-host Dr. Sylvia Shipman. 
This podcast addresses many issues associated with drug abuse and addictions while helping you overcome the darkness and despairing your life. With encouragement and guidance, you'll be able to break the chains of addictions and strongholds like never before by reshaping your mindset and transforming your life. Get ready to be empowered to take back control over your destiny with a burn in love moment. Well, 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 here we are back in Redemption Village and everything looks just as we left it. The streets are filled with bustling, happy villagers. And there's Ma John right in front of her shop and Ma Rogers right next to her. Yes, yes, everything looks just the same way we left it, but here comes a car with a loudspeaker. Come one, come all. Homan is coming to town. And look, he coming to redemption. And then he turns around and begs people for money. Do you believe that? Countries around the world are reporting a rapid increase in the rate of infections. Your husband trying to hurt you? If I can stay one step ahead of him, I stay alive. Blanca, you next. Then Philip, I will leave you for last. All of us have seen, my friend. Iniquity, looseness. But is it just going to be you and me? You have nothing to fear, my dear. I am a man of God. I told you that criminal child abuser was trouble. I think he raped me, Mom. Help! Fire! Fire! Pops! Pops! The church on fire! Yes, sir. What? How? Call the fire station. Grab the horse from the back of the house. Open the pipe wider. Bonjour. Edemoy. The drama is back. Season 4 of Redemption Road premieres Sunday, October 10th at 7.30 p.m. Listen to Redemption Road on Life101Radio.net, TDNRadio.net, and Gaiac FM. Burning love moment. Well, to understand how to combat your triggers, we do not want you to manage the triggers, but combat them. Mm-hmm. First, acknowledge the triggers, number one. Number two, write your relapse prevention plan of actions that's necessary for you, not for someone else, but what really works for you. Start saying, this is what it will work for me. That will work for me. That won't work for me, but this will. Write out your relapse prevention plan of action out. Then thirdly, yeah. implement the written uh, relapse prevention plan of action. Don't mm-hmm. just write it out, but this is your roadmap. This is your preventive plan of action in place. Whatever it takes for you, what need to be put in place for you, that's what you're going to put in place. What's healthy thoughts, action, support group, new, new friends, new healthy friendship, et cetera, counsel, therapy, you name it, uh, recovery coach, uh, a sponsor. You put in place what's going to work for you. And last but not least, seek professional support all right yes yes and 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 how do you stay on the road of recovery it's all going to depend on you you got that how bad you want Mm -hmm. it it's going to depend on you how important is it to remain in your sobriety that is going to depend upon you it's all about being true to yourself 
uh-huh. acknowledging the triggers That's right. and its origin and move fast into combating those triggers, yeah. implementing your relapse prevention plan of action. That's why we're suggesting that you have a plan of action mm-hmm. already set up and in place, something that you can, can turn to when you are faced with triggers, because I guarantee you, you will be faced with those triggers, but it's going to be up to you how you handle them. That's absolutely right. Know what works for you and stick mm-hmm. with it. Acknowledge mm-hmm. what is toxic and refrain from it. Mm-hmm. If toxic triggers try to hinder your sobriety, have a plan of action in place that works for you. Remember to replace the toxic with something great, something mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Set boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You got to set boundaries. Uh You got to be completely free from your old lifestyle, Uh your old friends, your old social groups. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They may talk about you. They may call Mm -hmm. you names. They may say, oh, so-and-so think he's better than, than us now, or she thinks she's better than us now. You are. You're better. You're better than living a life of an, of an addict, you're better than living the life of an alcoholic. You're better than living the life of a gambler. You are better than that. And so you're going to have to just not be concerned about what people say, because right now at this point in your life, you're trying to do what is best for you. You, you got to have people who support you around you. You have to have friends who is willing to help you to make the transition go smoothly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, such as making sure nothing is available for you to get high on, make sure, you know, you need people to ask you what, what do you have in your house? Do you have cold medicine in your house? Because you know what, Cold medicine <laughs> is addictive too. You know, they some of it has alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. Um, some people even, you know, use extract. They That's use correct. extract because extract has alcohol in it. That's and so you need people around you who's going to make sure that your surroundings and your atmosphere is healthy for you. You need to develop as many accountable partners as possible. And you know make what? Sure- uh-huh, go ahead. You know what, uh, Pastor Serena, you're saying all this, but you know, a lot of people really feel as though they cannot find or open up uh, mm-hmm. in this capacity that they need this type of support. But this is vital. You're saying some key things that's so rich in someone's that are trying to uh, build a strong um, um, uh, support system as for in their sobriety. You're mm-hmm. building up some strong, and people feel like they can't, who can I trust like this? Who can be accountable that's going to make sure my cabinet, my medicine cabinet is intact and this is intact. You have those. If this yeah. is part of your relapse prevention plan, you have individuals around you. So don't think that this is so far stretched that I don't have nobody like that. Who I'm going to trust to come in and do this? You, If you want this bad enough, there are individuals that's in your life to help yeah. you implement what Pastor Sarita is saying. Go ahead, Pastor. Exactly. You you can have a sponsor. You can have mm-hmm. um, a counselor. Your mm-hmm. um, other people in your support group. A lot of uh, individuals in support group they they choose to hold each other accountable. You know, because you're true. all on the same road, mm-hmm. and you know, let them come in your house and look in your medicine cabinet. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're trying to help you. You're trying to help one another, and. Right. Um, that is just so good to have someone who is going to hold you accountable and mm-hmm. check up on you and make sure you're okay. And, and Dr. Shipman, you said 
something that definitely pertained to me when I was using, I felt that I couldn't even go to anyone. I felt that I didn't have anyone that I could sit down and confide in and not be judged. Mm -hmm. That was my, my thing. I knew I needed help. I knew I had a problem, but I did not know where, where to turn to. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had anyone that I could turn to who would hold me accountable. Like someone who was right there in my world, in my right. circle, mm -hmm. I felt all alone. And that's why here at Burning Love Outreach, we speak out loud. So you don't have to suffer in silence. That's I don't great. want anyone else out there to feel like I felt. I don't want anyone to feel like they have no one that they can talk to. That's why you and I are here. I believe that that's why God has given us this platform yes. so that people can know that they have someone that they can reach out to. And I want you to know that you can personally reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And I know that you can reach out to Dr. Shipman. Absolutely. We are here to help you. Absolutely. and point you in the right direction. I don't care where you are, where you live. We have something to say to you or, or it can point you somewhere where you can get the help. Absolutely. You know, just to add to what you're saying, you said the power of your words, speak affirmations. Mm -hmm. I know we say a whole lot of things come out of our mouth and sometimes it's negative and sometimes it's, po it's positive. However, we eat the fruit thereof. So mm -hmm. speak affirmation over your life. What I mean by that, I'm living in my sobriety, for yeah. an example. I, I have overcame all of my addictions is mm -hmm. another great affirmation. I am strong and not weak. I have power over all strongholds, addiction, and any such like thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're speaking all these positive and mean it. You're not just saying it with your words, but you are meaning every bit of it to manifest in your life. Do not allow triggers to dominate you by dominating your by dominating your triggers. Okay. Yeah. Don't allow it to take place. Even with all this planning and efforts, there is always a chance that a relapse can still occur. Mm -hmm. If you have a relapse, if you, if you have a relapse, this should not be considered the end of your recovery, yes. no matter what. An opportunity to understand and respect how fragile recovery is. Relapse is, hum is a humble, humbling experience, but do not make it mean a failure to you if you experience a relapse, yeah. okay? Yeah. That is so true, Dr. Shipman. Mm -hmm. We want everyone out there listening, whether it's you or whether it's a loved one, to know that if you fail and you relapse, it is not failure. That's right. I shouldn't have even said that word fail. I take that back. If you relapse, that does not mean failure. That just means you had a relapse. Yeah. It just means you had a relapse. Yeah, so if you right. get back up, that's correct. make up in your mind, okay, I'm going to do better mm -hmm. and get back into your recovery. That's correct. Uh, you know, I love to encourage uh, uh, my clients to let them know, you know, uh, Ms. Ms. Shipman, you know, I was out there for, for six months or three months. I say, it doesn't matter. You're here now. That's Let's right. keep the work going. You got this. And you know, and they, they feel good. You don't beat them down. We're not, to, right. we're not here to beat you down, but to build you up. Because guess what? If everybody want to tell their story, we all don't relapse on a whole lot of stuff. Yes, right. That's you right. know, they might be drug and alcohol, but baby, we don't make some promises to ourselves. And like, man, I said, I wasn't going to say that. I said, I wasn't going to do yes. that. But guess mm -hmm. what? We have to get up and keep everything afloat. And that's, that's right. what we try to want you to know. And that it is not a failure, but you're still progressing in your sobriety. 
Yes, yes. So we thank you all today for listening to a burning love moment. Mm -hmm. We thank you for joining us week after week as we come with discussions and topics. And I just pray that something that we have said um, has encouraged you today. And I pray that if it hasn't encouraged you, that it, it has encouraged someone somewhere has been motivated to continue on with their sobriety. And um, we we thank life101radio.net for having us. We want to let you know that our next episode, we have a former drug kingpin who will be our special guest. He is coming on to share what he calls the Jericho journey with us. You don't want to miss it. This individual is now an author. He's an actor. He's a minister, but he was once a drug kingpin. So please um, look forward to our next episode. And if you or a loved one is struggling with drug abuse, addiction, or just difficulties with life, please reach out to someone or a support group for help. Don't try to do this alone. Also, Burning Love Outreach, we're here to help you. Dr. Shipman is here to help you. And I'd like at this time for Dr. Shipman to just let the listeners know how to contact you, please. Yeah, God bless you all for all your recovery support, other life concerns, don't know where to start, and need that extra support, please visit our, webs- our website at drsylviashipman.com. And you also can contact us at 877-360-1177. You can like Dr. Sylvia Shipman on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, subscribe to us on LinkedIn and connect with us on Clubhouse, which is called Tea Time. Uh, We would love to have you partner with us by giving a donation to help us end the addiction crisis by changing lives with quality care and commitment. God bless you all. Yes. And for speaking engagements where I share how I overcame years of addiction to crack cocaine and having numerous warrants issued for my arrest, please visit our website at burningloveoutreach.org. You can comment on the page. You can submit a prayer request. You can give a testimony and even a praise report so that um, we can continue to celebrate you and to testify of the goodness that God is doing in your life. We would like to continue to reach the marginalized in our community. We ask if you would please consider partnering with us by giving either a one-time donation or become one of our monthly donors. You can like us, um, Burning Love Outreach on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube and LinkedIn. Remember, don't give in, don't give out, and don't give up. Burning Love Moment. Cheers.